In the northwestern corner of the United States, just off the coast, is an island. This island is home to dark secrets, darker powers, and a small town. Greetings from stability. We're always here. Hello, and greetings from stability. We're always here. My name is Danny, and I will be your humble guide for your first visit here. Greetings from Stability is a shared universe actual play horror podcast. We're going to be playing a variety of scary role-playing games, all set in the same small island off the coast of the Pacific Northwestern United States. The history of Stability is full of unexplained events, unforeseeable tragedies, and entirely mundane human greed and cruelty. The games we play will be set throughout that dark history, and tied together through the people, places, and sinister corporate entities we've made. The first game we're going to be playing is Sleepaway by J. Dragon. The year is 1992, and Camp Mandrake is about to open its doors for what is going to turn out to be the last time. Camp counselors Phoebe, Jen, Aaliyah, Rowan, and Harper are going to try their best to make sure their campers have a great summer. But an ancient, unknowable creature haunts this camp. The Lindworm seeks to corrupt, to hurt, and to make you play a part in its cruelty. And it has an unwitting ally in the Gaia Corporation who cover up the horrors that happen at this camp. People may think Camp Mandrake is fun and safe, but the Lindworm is always here. Uh, so yeah, do we want to start with a ritual? Let's take a look and see if there are any interesting rituals for stuff's happening. Uh, so there's the crossing waves. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. looking at that. I like begging the fates. Yeah, I was just looking at that one, too. Mm, we could maybe favor the crows as the frogs. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Very appropriate. Yeah, I really like the idea of begging the fates, but with frogs. Okay, so see how how do you think this begins? Is it sort of like we're we're kind of panicked about the situation out loud, and the frogs start like talking to us, like answering the questions that we're saying unprompted? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we're all kind of crowded in now. Um. You know, we found a couple bodies. That's not great. Um, and now there's frogs kind of coming from every direction. Um, and I love the idea of, like, you know, someone asks a question and the frogs answer. And it's from all of the frogs Ooh. at once. 
um, with so many frogs, it almost like shakes the ground with their kind of deep croaking voice issuing out from thousands of little frog mouths. Yeah, and, and Godot is kind of like at the, the center of it, still in the lake. Like, like maybe not, not vocalizing the, the answer to the questions, but you can kind of see the, the frogs kind of speaking with his voice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Or like it's the, the voice is coming from the frogs, but Godot's mouth is also moving in as, as the voice happens. Mm. Yeah, that's real creepy. His eyes are like glazed and like uh, not focused on anything in particular. Giant frog eyes. Oh, and, and when he's <laughs> speaking, we can see like his throat is like writhing like there's a frog in his throat. Oh, oh. oh. I hate it, oh. but yeah. in the best sort of way. Oh. You, you're going straight for that unexpected <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the ritual begins with the exclamation please please help us who do we think yells that out oh to be one of the campers like one of the christines that are still left oh like, like that the the other uh, are they calling out to us, asking for help, and the the frogs answer? Answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the frogs have grown so thick that, like, the campers have been cut off from the counselors. Oh. Um, like, we can see each other, but there's just, like, a sea of frogs between us. That's so yucky. <laughs> Okay, and we're like we're outdoors by the lake, which is it looks like it's kind of near the cabins and maybe like a play area according to our our loose little map. So maybe they're like standing up on like benches or, or like picnic tables, something just like a sea of frogs that continues to grow up around around them and like they're, they're, the frogs are trying to like hop up onto the higher ground. Like it's just a little too high at the moment, but like as more frogs kind of uh, like pile on, the, the t- frog at the top of the pile is getting closer and closer. Yeah. So I think we kind of just did the opening move um, describing everything. Yeah, so if if we're ready to start making moves, I have one to to start off with. Go for it. Yeah, so the the uh ritual move is make a weak move without getting a token. And I'm going to use the uh the weak the weak move for my character, which is to be temporarily abandoned by the magic. Oh. And I, I think uh, Phoebe just kind of, you know, 
be the adult, take charge of the situation. Like, it's okay, kids, just stay right there. We're going to be right over. And just kind of like pulls in, uh, like, uh, like reaches out to to pull upon some uh, threads of magic to kind of like part the sea of frogs. And uh, I think Godot's big watery eyes kind of like stop, like just sort of loosely floating around and like lock on to Phoebe in that moment. And like uh, the his eyes flash and Phoebe, and Phoebe can feel the magic just kind of being drained out of her for a bit. And she just kind of like stares confused at, at her hands and the frog and Godot like back and forth in that triangle of glancing like, Oh no, I, I don't, that hasn't happened before. What, what, what do. Yeah, that is tough. Uh, I have a, uh, move. The murder of crows reveals the future that won't come to pass. And Mm. I think you just kind of just start seeing, like, the illusion or, like, things happening, like, uh within like just kind of temporary temporally shunted to like these vignettes of like the future Gaia has advertised in their like advertisement all like you know happy families and sunshine and green fields and cleaner water for a better tomorrow and it's just like almost um cyberpunk over saturation of just tons of these like corporate ads and futures that Gaia's like planning and stuff like that. Uh very, very like perfect was it Stefford wives or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Started yeah. with um this this promise of of retro futuristic utopia. I love it. Oh. Like this is what they're showing us and what they're saying is going to happen. But but we know that it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, just surrender, and everything will be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gaia wants to take care of you. Everything's fine. <laughs> A bit. <laughs> I think I have an interesting idea for the first one. Uh... The frogs ask a question about the past with a painful answer. And I think that Rowan is, like, trying his hardest to find a way maybe into the woods so that he can get around the frogs and get to the campers. And I think we all hear the frogs ask in this creepy, unison-y voice. Uh, that sounds at least slightly like Godot's voice. Um, They ask Rowan, um, why do you always flee to the woods? And I think there's a flashback to, in Rowan's mind at least, a flashback to when he was a camper here. Um, And this was probably almost 25 years ago. And I think that... um, 
we see that a uh, a camper that Rowan was in love with, he and Rowan went out to the woods one night, and there was a noise that scared them, and they separated. And by the time Rowan found the body, it had, similar to the Christie's, um, he found this person he was in love with's body with the mouths stuffed full of branches. Um, and that was, I think, the moment that Rowan decided that he would become the ropes keeper to try and keep that from happening to anyone else in these woods. Um, so it is not that Rowan actually loves the woods. It's the opposite. He hates these woods. But he does not want anyone else to be hurt by whatever is in them. Oh. So, um, I, I'd like to use the that first move to describe the mocking call of the frogs. Mm. And I, I think all of the frogs, not in unison, more like popcorn style, start croaking in a way that sounds like Rowan. And and specifically, the last time that you heard the this camper call your name, Rowan, except it's coming out through the frogs about Rowan, 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 Rowan. Oh, I love it. Um, I think I'm gonna do the murder of crows presents an agonizing choice. Um, and. As the, um, I, I think I, I'm going to do a little bit similar to um, how Rowan's was, but like as the lifeguard, uh, Aaliyah is always there to make sure that people are safe and um, that that they have like the proper uh, um, sort of uh, safety equipment um, for whatever they're doing, water, whether it be the pool or the um lake and i think she is um this is actually something that is like here now in the present um the choice is that she would either have to give herself over to the lake or um they will be all of them will be stuck there for whatever is terrorizing the camp so she has a choice to either um sacrifice herself or 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 the rest of the camp will still be in danger that is an agonizing choice yeah and i think i think maybe she like already knew that something like this was going to happen. This isn't her first year at the camp and something weird always happens every year, except Gaia usually just kind of sweeps it under the rug and covers it up. Um, but like something about this year made her think like things are really getting dire and I might have to do something. Mm. Yeah. 
Like, uh, it may be Tuesday, but there's never been a Tuesday like this Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. Um, I would also like to be presented an agonizing choice. Um, and I think I want it to be like the um, uh, frogs and their frog voices. Um, um, make sort of a duet. So uh, one half of them, and they're no longer speaking in Godot's voice. Um, one half is speaking in Phoebe's voice um, from way back when uh, she took, told me uh, that I would never um, be successful at music in the long term. And then the other half is Aaliyah's voice asking me to look out for Jennifer a few uh, before all the yeah. shit hit the fan. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, the two of them just kind of get louder and faster. Uh, and then and that's the choice. I like it. Does someone have a good question about the future to ask that we could use to end the ritual? Maybe like, how can we stop this? It's a good one. Mm -hmm. How will this end? Thinking of similar like will this ever end Ooh, even better yeah yeah because the others imply there's a way to stop it or that it will end <laughs> yeah <laughs> then three of us get to present an answer to that question i think now maybe the frogs Aren't, aren't necessarily speaking entirely in unison, and there's like groups of frogs that are speaking in unison, and they're all talking over each other, and it's becoming this loud kind of awful cacophony of words. And you hear one of the groups of frogs say... When the driftwood throne burns. I think this answer comes directly from Godot speaking with, with his own voice. Everything will end if you let your eyes see like mine do. And I think um, from the depths of the lake, um, a bundle of frogs uh, we have not yet seen, at least in this interaction, uh, rolls out of the lake slowly like a tumbleweed in an old western. Um, and from that, like writhing tangle of uh, green limbs emerges uh, when the fires of hell boil the lake. Well, that's three answers. That's good and thematic. Yeah. 
Thank you. I understand now. Thank you. I understand now. No further questions. Thank you. I understand now. Thank you. I understand now. Thank you. I understand now. That was not what I was expecting for our introduction to this session, but it was awesome. <laughs> we went in guns blazing. Yeah. Welcome I to the abyss. We, we've just gone full tilt with this game the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we started like almost immediately with people dying and weird stuff happening. Yeah. In incidentally, if Aaliyah is set on making a particular choice. In uh, that Google Drive I posted, there's a fan-made ritual called Down the Abandoned Well, which uh, would be very thematic if one were to sacrifice themselves to a lake, per se. Okay. Well, we can keep that in mind for yeah. uh, whenever Aaliyah makes their decision. I'll let you know if I if I, any of my friends talk about wanting to sacrifice themselves to a lake. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like with that, the frogs probably start to recede. Mm. Yeah, probably, yeah. and probably all at all at once in um, uh, an unsettling unison. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the idea of like the lake, actually the water sort of um, bubbling a little more and overfilling and, and sort of pulling the frogs back down into the lake. Oh, yeah. 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 We get like a final moment where the entire surface of the lake is just frogs yeah. before they slowly sink under. Then the whimsy Gaia bouncy castle just sort of floats there in a, 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 a cheerful opposition to what we just saw. Yeah. I think Godot also sinks down into the lake too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe just before his head goes under, he coughs up the frog that was working in his throat. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I think the frog like pulls itself out too. Like he coughs until it its uh, arms get out his mouth, and then it the frog does the rest of the work. Yeah, like that. That is the right way to do it. You've been listening to Greetings from Stability. Thank you for tuning in. We're currently playing Sleep Away by Jay Dragon. Phoebe is played by Danny. Jen is played by Gina, Aaliyah is played by Lily, Harper is played by Phoenix, and Rowan is played by Blaine. You can follow us on whatever social media you use at StabilityOR. If you'd like to say hi, you can email us at greetings at stabilityor.com. I'm Blaine. I use he, him pronouns. I'm the host of the podcast, You Are Not Alone, a one-with-one one actual play podcast where I sit down with a guest each episode and play a game where we try to terrify each other. You can also find the games that I have designed.
at itch.io slash Blaine C. Martin. You can feel free to cut out this introduction. What up, gamers? Uh, my name is Danny. Uh, you can use any pronouns for me in a, in a queer way, not in a pronouns or fake way. Uh, you can find the games that I make at dannymakesrpgs.itch.io. And you can listen to 10-plus seasons of nonsense on Pod of Wonder, which is a world-building podcast powered by random Wikipedia articles. Hi, I'm Gina, she, her pronouns. I'm not on any social media. I don't make games. Don't follow me. Hi, my name is Lily, and I use she, they pronouns. I can be found um, uh, streaming with Girls Run These Worlds, which is a streaming platform that aims to help uh, marginalized women and femmes particularly, but they are not exclusive, play games on Twitch. I also have my own podcast called Blurred on the Street, which is me and two other people. And we are all uh, Black women femmes talking about being in geeky and nerdy spaces and current events. And then I am in an actual play podcast called Misfits of Space, which started out doing Star Wars, FFG, but moved on to Monster Hearts 2. Those two seasons are complete and available. And now we are doing Scum and Villainy. And coming soon, I will be on another podcast that is hosted by the Bard Rock Network, and it is called Left for Undead, and it is an all-disabled cast that is playing in a zombie apocalypse a la The Last of Us. Hi, I'm Phoenix Roberts. Uh, I use she, her pronouns. I write short horror fiction. You'll find it if you Google hard enough. I also write theatrical slash parlor LARPs. You'll probably only find those if you sign up to attend a convention I happen to be presenting one at. But if you do and you think my games look fun, you should play them.